chapter seven of andreas vesalius the reformer of anatomy by james morris ball this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter seventh professor of anatomy at padua shortly after the publication of his paraphrases in nonum librum rase vesalius journeyed into italy it was in the year fifteen thirty seven that he entered the prosperous and enlightened city of venice here the study of anatomy not only was not tabooed but was encouraged particularly by the theatin monks who devoted themselves to the care of the sick at the head of this order stood two remarkable men j peter caraffa who later ascended the papal throne as paul the fourth and ignatius loyola the founder of the jesuits it is a strange circumstance that two strong characters so dissimilar as were vesalius and loyola should meet as co-workers in the same field the one was filled with a thirst for anatomical knowledge and was dreaming of the day when his opus magnum should revolutionize an important science the other was enthused with visions of the world-wide acceptance of the doctrines of catholicism they met again in fifteen forty three the year which marks two important events namely the publication of the fabrica and the full recognition of the jesuits by the pope in venice the young anatomist entered into various lines of activity he experimented with a new remedy the china root and besought his acquaintances to observe its effects in cases of pleurisy he solicited anatomical material and possibly may have conducted a public demonstration in anatomy although this is uncertain he practised minor surgery he leached and opened veins particularly the popliteal vein which the barbers of that day did not venture to touch in venice he fortunately met his countryman jan stefan von kalkar who was soon to furnish the drawings for vesalius's first anatomical plates in order to gain all the rights and privileges of a full-fledged physician vesalius settled in padua on the sixth day of december fifteen thirty seven shortly after having received his degree as doctor of medicine andreas vesalius of brussels was appointed professor of surgery with the right to teach anatomy in the famous university of padua this says fisher was the first purely anatomical chair ever instituted from his own writings and from the manuscript notes of his loyal student vitus tritonius a fairly good idea of vesalius's teaching can be given the first act of the young paduan professor was to improve the course in anatomy here as he had done previously at louvain vesalius discharged the entire duties of the professorship he acted as lecturer demonstrator and dissector dissatisfied with the ignorant barbers he ignored them and employed his students as assistants he resorted to all possible means to obtain anatomical material much of which was secured by stealth the aula in which vesalius conducted his course was built of wood and was capable of holding five hundred persons in the centre of the room was a table under which was a receptacle containing bones and joints an articulated skeleton was placed in an upright position at the end of the table 
in this elegantly appointed room before an audience of distinguished laymen and students the instruction in anatomy was given the course was a strenuous one occupying practically the entire day for a period of three weeks and comprising not only human but also much comparative anatomy the vivisection of dogs pigs and rarely of cats was a regular part of the course drawings were used to elucidate the relations between the skeleton and the soft parts and frequently vesalius marked the outlines of the joints upon the skin of the subject he also marked the cranial sutures with ink his anatomical charts were the work of his own hand at times he drew the pictures in the presence of his audience his dissections were made with extreme neatness and dexterity he used but few instruments and these were of the simplest kind knives of different shapes hooks cannula catheter sounds bristles hammer saw needles thread and a sponge forceps and injection apparatus were not used he rarely used scissors much of the actual separation of tissues was done by the aid of the fingernails a vivisection board completed the liste de instrumentis que anatomis studioso de bent esse ad manum let us now follow one of vesalius's public courses in anatomy it is the month of december in the year fifteen thirty seven the report has spread that the young belgian professor will begin his course long before the hour set for the lecture every available seat has been taken and many persons are standing an audience comprising the professors of the university the students of medicine officials of the city of padua and learned persons of all ranks including members of the clergy numbering more than five hundred persons has assembled to do honour to the professor of anatomy vesalius comes into the arena and walks to the table which is closely surrounded by his auditors he wastes no time after a few preliminary remarks on the importance of anatomy and the methods of acquiring a knowledge of this science he launches into the practical demonstration after rapidly pointing out the divisions of the body and demonstrating the skin joints cartilages ligaments glands fat and muscles he passes to the more complex parts all of which are shown upon the skinned body of a dog or of a lamb in order to conserve the human material now the human cadaver is placed on the table all eyes are turned upon it for such a demonstration occurs only at long intervals vesalius speaks first of the difference in the structure of joints at different ages and in different sexes illustrating his remarks by means of drawings and by an abundant supply of bones of man and of the lower animals now comes the dissection this is made rapidly and in regular order its course depends upon the amount of material at hand if the professor resorts to two bodies as in the year fifteen thirty eight the demonstration is handled in grand style vesalius uses the first body for a comprehensive examination of the muscles ligaments and viscera whilst the second cadaver is devoted to the relations of the veins arteries nerves and viscera the text of the fabrica is written according to this plan of public dissection 
at times vesalius attempted to teach the whole of anatomy on one cadaver in this event osteology was followed by the dissection of the abdominal muscles layer by layer the demonstration closing with an examination of the entire contents of the abdomen the pelvic organs were reached by incision and separation of the symphysis pubis if the cadaver was that of a female the dissection began with the mammary glands and then passed to the inferior venter in pregnancy the fetal membranes were removed intact and were placed in a vessel filled with water the fetus was opened and its anastomosing vessels were found for demonstration the cotyledons the uterus of a sheep or goat was used after the thorax had been raised by means of a log or brick vesalius passed to the face and the anterior part of the neck freely exposing the muscles on one side and the vessels and nerves on the other then followed the unilateral preparation of the muscles of the shoulder and back then those of the mouth which were approached by means of division of the lower jaw and finally the pharynx and the larynx were exposed the rectus anticus muscle was next brought into view whereupon vesalius detached the head from the vertebral column decapitation was followed by an examination of the cranium the skull cap was sawed and the brain was dissected in its natural position then came the examination of the eye which vesalius dissected in two ways either by a complete section or layer by layer from without inwards the ear and the cavities of the frontal and sphenoidal bones were next opened provided these bones were not needed for the setting up of a skeleton finally he took up the extremities demonstrating the muscles of an arm and a leg on one side and the nerves and vessels on the other the anatomy lesson ended with the introduction of numerous vivisections vesalius could not entirely escape disputations but he gave to them a close anatomic basis theoretical physiology was repugnant to him for him physiology was not speculation but the sequel of anatomic research if he at times gave free rein to his views he indicated them as mere theories he did not ignore pathologic conditions but he handled them as briefly as possible fearing to tire his audience with too much variety he confined his students closely to the structure of the human body the merit of vesalius's public dissections and the impression which they made upon his auditors can be appreciated only by comparison with similar demonstrations made by his predecessors the large and enlightened audiences remained day by day for a period of three or four weeks he says not a word about the physical and mental strain incident to such a strenuous course in which his entire time was employed the courses brought great financial profit to the professor on two occasions probably in the years fifteen thirty nine and fifteen forty vesalius was called from padua to bologna to conduct public dissections this was a great honor for bologna was the city in which mondino had revived the practical teaching of anatomy these courses were conducted by vesalius in a wooden building erected for that particular purpose here as in padua the professor acted as demonstrator and lecturer remaining in this ancient city for a period of several weeks 
on the first occasion he was supplied with three human bodies and was enabled to handle the subject in grand style in the first seance he engaged with the celebrated professor matthias curtius whose acquaintance he had made in fifteen thirty eight while on a vacation trip in a deep study of the question of venous section before a large and select assembly he demonstrated in all three bodies that galen's description of the vena azugus was incorrect on the second convocation vesalius seems to have disposed of more bodies he reviewed galen's work on the joints and by numerous specimens which were prepared by the students he demonstrated the difference in the ancient knowledge of the skeleton on this occasion he undertook the complete dissection of an ape and presented its skeleton as well as that of a man to professor john andreas albius who held the chair of hippocratic medicine in bologna little is known of the way in which vesalius taught surgery the first year he was in padua he began with avicenna's treatise on tumors according to the fragmentary notes in the college book of his ardent pupil vitus tritonius vesalius compared avicenna's teaching with the classical works of hippocrates galen paul of agena and aetius explaining and correcting them End of chapter seven